This is D23 Inside Disney. We are going to take you through some of the best Disney stories of the week, get you an inside look at the people behind the magic of Disney. I'm Candace from Radio Disney. I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. And I'm Jeffrey from D23. And we're the hosts that will take you inside Disney. D23 Inside Disney, we're back. We have an amazing interview coming up. I'm very excited to meet Allie Mocky. She's the voice of Giggle McDimples in Toy Story 4. And you're friends with her, Jeffrey. So this is going to be cute. She's awesome. Can we just start with the fact that, Jeffrey, you were at the Maleficent World premiere? Tell me about it, because it looked fabulous. What was it like? What did you wear? Uh, I, was kind of, I was kind of boring. There were some people who were definitely dressed up to the nines, tens. They may have even been dressed up to the twelves. Okay. But it was at the El Capitan Theater in Hollywood. It was amazing. Angelina brings it. First of all, Angelina in person, Michelle Pfeiffer in person, Elle Fanning in person, each one they were so stunning on the carpet, and they were just exuding this excitement. Angelina was just talking to every single person who came up to her. She was fantastic. Wow. It was it was such an extraordinary night, and I loved the movie. It really just took the whole adventure to the next level. Awesome new characters. Watching Angelina Jolie and Michelle Pfeiffer go head-to-head was epic. Those women brought their A-game cool. to that battle. It's, it is fantastic. I so. can't believe you breathed the same air as them. I am so jealous. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome. Congratulations. Uh, yeah. A lot of us want to meet Angelina Jolie, and you were there with her. I did I not meet her. Okay. But I was very, very lucky to be able to be In there, my so. mind, you met her, and I was excited. Again, yeah. We're best friends now. We're hanging out. We're having lunch tomorrow. (laughs) I'm excited to be in your presence because you are in their presence. So, like, it it just transfers very few degrees. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Uh, let's get into the Disney news. Yeah, so what is happening? Okay, first of all, Epcot, already rad. It is about to get radder. The Epcot Experience is now open at Walt Disney World, and it's a preview of all the cool things that are to come at Epcot. So you enter this room, it's 360 degrees surrounding you are all of these projections of all the cool new things that are coming. And then at the center of the room is this stunning model of what the park will look like. I am so thrilled. Ooh, and we missed it by like a couple weeks. I don't know how this keeps happening. Uh, (laughs) We just got to go back. We have to go back. Well, you got to go back, especially for the photo op where you can look like you're standing on top of Spaceship Earth. Which oh, is a dream. I wow. have the, like where you're holding it up from the bottom, but on top is like next level. So. I know, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Brilliant. The future is now. <laughs> Speaking of things that are a bloom at Epcot, soon <laughs> Epcot's I'm intrigued. Well, International Flower and Garden Festival is coming March 4th to June 1st of 2020. Woohoo! I like Very that. Exciting. So first we've got to get through the Food and Wine Festival. Yes. Festival of the Holidays. Yes. International Festival of the yes. Arts. Yeah, get all the festivals out of the way because another festival is coming to town. It's a 90-day spring extravaganza. It's the longest-running Epcot festival. And the cool thing that's coming this year, which is an homage to one of my favorite Pixar movies, is a brand-new Remy Topiary. Oh. I know. Who I does Reddit. that? How fun. It, yeah. That's such a talent up there. Like That's where they just cut the thing into the... Yeah. That's they who you've got to talk to. Do you know what that they is? They cut the thing? plant, the tree, they cut the, the thing yeah. into topiary. The thing. Yes. Yes. Into the shape. They cut the plant into the top. Yes. Um, <laughs> and re- they're going to have Remy just in time for the opening next year of Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. Other topiaries that will be there are Snow White, 
Mickey, Minnie, Miss Piggy, Kermit, the whole gang of topiaries will be there. I love it. Well, I will see your 2020 festival and raise you a 2021 cruise line experience. Uh-oh. Disney Cruise Line just announced they're going to be going back to New Orleans in 2021. The Disney Wonder is returning. I'm very excited. I will be on the Disney Wonder in Of course a month. you will. I know. It's, I, I'll, <laughs> I'm going to be talking about this forever, possibly. The Disney Wonder is going to be back for four and five night cruises to the Caribbean from New Orleans with a stop in Progreso, Mexico, which is a new port of call for the ships. And there's ancient Mayan ruins there. I want to see that. Did you know that? I love ancient Mayan ruins. You love Disney Cruise Line and you love ancient Mayan ruins. I do. I also love (laughs) Tiana's place. So it's going to be very cool to be able to eat in Tiana's place in New Orleans. I think that that's very cool. Was this whole itinerary your idea? Did you submit this? This is my perfect cruise. (laughs) There must have been a suggestion box on board your last your last ship, right? I take no credit. I take no credit. I write very long letters. Okay. I like that. I'm kidding. They, Cruise Line thinks of this all on their own. There are many more talented, smart people than I to devise these itineraries. <laughs> okay, back to this year. I don't know if you guys saw this. If you regularly watch Disney Junior, which I do because I have a 16-month-old. This is so cute, though. The Swedish chef made his animated debut on Muppet Babies, and he is adorable. If you haven't seen it, he doesn't have his mustache yet because obviously he's a Muppet <laughs> baby. But he does have the hat the little bow tie he's like baking cookies you can actually see the episode it just aired on Disney Channel the Disney Now app has it but if you watch it Piggy challenges him to a cook-off and they both come out with cookies and it's just the cutest thing ever so that's so cute I love baby Swedish chef I know so I missed Muppet Babies I'm gonna catch up on that though okay and I'm so sad because I'm not gonna be in New York Will you be uh, on a cruise? I, I will not be on a cruise yet. I'll be preparing for my cruise. I'll I be here. It. There will be cruise preparations taking place. <laughs> on November 4th, celebrating 25 magical years of Disney on Broadway is taking place, benefiting Broadway Cares, Equity Fights Age, an incredible organization I've supported over the years, and some of Disney's best and brightest, and some former D23 Expo performers, I will say, are going to be taking the stage, including Heidi Blickenstaff, who I love. Some, Heidi, she is fantastic. Heidi may actually also be on the cruise that I'm going to be on. I'm just saying. I'm going to be talking about this cruise forever. <laughs> Ashley Brown, the original Mary Poppins, just nice. performed at wow. D23 Expo with Heidi, as well as Josh Strickland and Merle Dandridge, also were just at Expo. They're taking the stage. And then you also get Susan Egan, the original Belle on Broadway, and the voice of Megara and Hercules. Let's, you know, get that all checked off. Kara Lindsay originated Catherine and Newsies on Broadway. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be songs from the full canon of Disney on Broadway shows. And that's going to be at the New Amsterdam Theater. That's where Aladdin is currently playing. In case Exciting. you didn't know. Very cool. Then the very next day, I have to talk about something on TV because I'm very excited about The Little Mermaid Live. It's going to be on ABC and they just announced two new cast members. So Ooh. are you guys ah. a fan of Uncle Jesse? Because John Stamos is back. He performed in the Hollywood Bowl production of the Little Mermaid. So this is probably going to be super easy for him. He's probably just dying to be back on stage oh, doing right. this. He was uh, Chef Louis. Yeah. I saw him, yeah, I saw him do it. He was so good. He was. So he's back. And then they also have Graham Phillips, who you'll know from Broadway. He's going to play Prince Eric, which, I mean, that's a big role. The ladies are excited about who's going to play Prince Eric. So he's going to be joining Auli'i Cravayo, Queen Latifah, and Shaggy. This is all celebrating the 30th anniversary of Little Mermaid. So this is cool because it's going to be live music, intertwined 
intertwined with like the broadcast of the original film. So I love that this is like a never before seen hybrid format that they're testing out. So I feel like this could be like the next big move for these types of shows. It's two hours, which is good for Little Mermaid fans. And it's airing on ABC Tuesday, November 5th. Cool. Very excited. Very I can't excited. wait. Other big Disney celebrity news. Julie Andrews, our very own Aww. Disney, Disney legend. legend. <laughs> Man, I missed out on that one. Disney she legend. was selected for AFI's Life Achievement Award, which is, I mean, it's a life achievement. She's it's a big deal. Yeah, it's she's a achieved a lot in her life. Deal. She has achieved a lot. So yeah, she gets a life achievement. Mary award. Poppins, Princess Diaries. Oh my gosh! Yes, she won a Best Actress Oscar for Mary Poppins. In case you didn't know, I mean, she's huge in the Disney family, and now, I mean, what a what an honor. She's practically perfect. I would even say. And you know who else is practically perfect? Who? My friend Ali Maki, who's the voice of Giggle McDimples in Toy Story 4, which is available now for digital download and next week for physical purchase. And she also happens to be here with us today. Hey, Ali. Hello. Hello. This welcome, is such welcome. an honor. I can't believe it. We're I'm so here. happy to have you. Thanks, guys. This is like the coolest, cutest group ever. Well, you fit right in. I know. Just come back every week. Okay, fine. Okay, great. There we go. Done. So we know you're a huge Disney fan. Do you remember what your first Disney memory was? I feel like my whole life because all I can remember is from the age of, I don't know, two or three, my mom would just have a video camera and I'd be the girl that's like in front of the TV just leaving all the Disney movies on from the clamshell boxes and singing along to every single one. I remember one Halloween, my mom painstakingly made a Jasmine costume and it was amazing. Wow. Year round, I would have that on. I want to see photos. Me too. Oh, I definitely have photos that I can share with you. Throwback Thursday. (laughs) You got to put that one out. Yes. I definitely. Well, and we went to Disneyland once a year. That was like the special thing that we got to do. And do you guys, okay, this is my, I don't know if this is just my family, but every time I go to Disneyland, it's like nostalgic for me to get a jumbo pickle. They're really good. I love the pickles at Disneyland. Oh, right? They're super good. It's so weird. Like anytime I like walk through the gates of Disneyland, I'm like, I need a pickle. I don't know why. It's just a thing. So little fun I'm fact. In, about I'm in. Yeah. All right. So we know what you always have to eat. Is there a ride, an attraction you always have to go on? Oh, mm, well, I guess it's changed a lot because the first time I went was like five or six years old and it was always Peter Pan. I mean, when you just, when you soar out and then you see the whole town with the lights, I mean, there's not a more magical feeling than that. Yeah. I, last week or a couple weeks ago, I went to Walt Disney World and Toy Story Land and Slinky Dog is now my new favorite attraction. (gasps) That ride is everything. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. We went after D23 Expo and we had this amazing guide and he showed us all the hidden spots. All the hidden Mickeys. He told us all the hacks for playing the Toy Story Mania. Yes, cool. Oh. You guys, Ooh. I have to. I recorded what he said because I was like, I have to remember this every time. But there's like certain little tricks. Like if you hit this alien on the third try, then like five more pop down, and there's a confetti bubble. I don't know. Wow, it was crazy. I feel like you should release those details at least just to me. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so I can go own that. I have it. I have it in my archives for sure. I put okay. it on my IG stories. So. Good. Speaking of Toy Story, were you a fan of the first three movies before you became a part of the fourth? I mean, of course. Like, I, like embarrassingly so. I When I first booked the movie, I told the producers, I was like, you guys know you hired like a major fangirl, and this could be very embarrassing for you guys as a whole studio. Right. And they're like, no, this is great. This is great. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, my most distinct memories is like, is because I'm about the same age, around that same age where I grew up directly with the franchise. You know, first I was like a kid, second was, I don't know, middle school, high school, and then college, and now I'm an adult, so I feel like it perfectly aligned with my childhood. Um, so Buzz, Buzz and Woody are, I feel like they're an extended part of my family. You know, uh. like my, my Uncle Buzz and my uh, <laughs> second cousin Woody over there. <laughs> I like that. Do you remember what your reaction was when you first found out that you were going to voice giggle? Yeah, it it was not what people think because I actually I didn't believe that it was real because the story of how it happened was I I really my agent got a letter in the mail like a a letter out of nowhere like so old school yeah it's so old school on like super fun like thick cardstock paper with I think Mrs. Incredible was on the top of it and it was like dear Miss Maki we would love for you to be in this movie we're making called Toy Story 4. And wow. What? I mean, it was just unbelievable at that point. I thought maybe I was getting pranked. I thought Ashton Kutcher was going to come out. And he was like, ha ha, like you believe this is real. Along with that, they sent like a big box of merch, like a Pixar hat and all the DVDs and this like black CIA style black finder <laughs> thing that I still have like hidden away in my files mm. and in it it had like early concept drawings of Giggle different like scenes from the movie like very very early stuff so that was kind of how I found out wow so it was never this big like oh my gosh moment it was kind of like is this real like what do you, what <laughs> do, you mean? do you celebrate when you got the role because I would I'd be like pizza or I don't know what actresses do I don't at that point I didn't know I thought maybe oh cool I'll have like a couple lines in it or something I think it was such a slow process of understanding it wasn't until I was at the premiere standing with the whole cast and we were taking this legends photo they called it that it all kind of sunk in that oh my gosh I'm actually in this movie because you know as an actor you never know one of the first jobs I ever did was on Buffy it was on the final episode of the final season and I was maybe like 14 or 15 years old I told everybody in my family like my uncle my great uncle you know how it works they all tell their jobs Mm -hmm. and their bosses and then I like basically got cut to like a fraction of a second oh no and the whole family was like you embarrassed me in front of my boss oh Oh, no but look at you now you kind of learn as an actor like (laughs) you know I'm not gonna tell anybody really because you don't know Talk a little bit about Giggle and like your real life. Do you sort of have anything in common with her? Does she reflect you at all? I mean, definitely. What was so cool about the process is that the first day I walked in and, you know, you don't get any scripts or any type of, you know, scenes beforehand. So the first time I walked in, I was very nervous and I said to them, you know, is there anything specifically you want me to bring to this character? And they're like, no, nothing. Like, we try wow. to cast as authentically as possible, so just be yourself. And they just wanted, you know, kind of how I laughed, which was cool, because that was, like, something I was always made fun of as a kid for. Because my laugh is so boisterous. Like it's <laughs> Laugh very, on cue. Can you laugh on cue right now? I mean, I could tell. It's, it's just very... <laughs> it's just the ultimate there test. It is. <laughs> it's very just in your face. I can't really control it. And once I knew that that's what they wanted, I, I felt really free in a sense. Because not every role is like that where they say, you know, we just we want your true authentic self. So from there, it was just fun. And Josh Cooley and I just played every every session. Oh, fun. So fun. Okay, yeah. Allie. So I recently got engaged. I heard that you <laughs> got engaged the night of the Toy Story 4 premiere. Can I, you tell us that story? I did. It was It was so crazy. And now looking back, I'm like, all of Pixar and Disney all knew for so long. <laughs> My fiance Trav had been DMing with Josh Cooley for like weeks before. Like Cooley will always say now, like I knew before anyone and I was helping Aww. him plan it. And Aww. 
it was so special. My whole family was there, and all of the Pixar, you know, Toy Story 4 crew was there, and I just felt so surrounded by love and warmth. So we had the premiere, and then after that, we had that big carnival where they shut down, you know, like the Jimmy Kimmel building and created like a Ferris wheel and stuff. So we had that, and then after it was like the very end of the night, we went back to the Roosevelt because I had a room there where we were getting ready and stuff, and I walked in, and there was rose petals all over the floor, and I was like... Wow, the Roosevelt is like really. <laughs> They're putting the rose in Roosevelt. Yeah, really. Yeah. Hey, there you go. Hey, you get bonus points. <laughs> um, so I walk in. I'm like, oh, that's super nice of the concierge. Like, I'm gonna give him like five stars, and then I get in more, and there's like a heart of rose petals on the bed. I'm like, dang, it's like super romantic. <laughs> Still like not hitting me at all. Oh my god. And then I like kind of turn the corner and. He had been traveling behind me, and as I turned, all of a sudden, he was just in front of me, down on his knee, Aww. and it was just the two of us, and there was, it was so cute, because we had all the toys all around. <laughs> there was, like, balloons everywhere, so, like, some of my family and friends, while we were at the party, had secretly come back and, like, set up this whole display. There was gold balloons that said my name, and, like, rose petals everywhere, and bow and giggle, like, Tons of versions oh. of them. Oh. The Toy Story Monopoly was like right there. <laughs> I don't know. It was like so cute. And there was like one other person in there like taking photos and stuff. And cute. so it was cool. It was really, it was really intimate. And then we went down, and my whole family was down in the lobby. And it was oh, so cute. congrats. Um, thanks, guys. What a special so night. Cool. So Josh Cooley was able to keep that a secret. Yes, he was. And the two of you made an exclusive extra for the home release of the film. Yes. Let's yes. ride with Ali Maki. Yes, it was so fun because that one was the first time I'd ever went to the Pixar campus. I don't know who said, oh, let's give them some budget so Ali can run around the Pixar campus for two <laughs> days and have fun and cause chaos. It was so magical. I got to go in like the Love Lounge, the secret speakeasy, um, take a picture and sign my name. I mean, have you guys been there? Yes. yes. It's incredible. It's so cool. <laughs> Do they still have the Buzz and Woody Lego, like big life-size guys in there? In the front? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When so I was cool. there, they did. And then you walk past their Oscar case, which is just dozens of Oscars yeah. just right in the front. They and keep annexing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> the cereal bar. Did you guys Oh, yeah. I love yeah. the cereal bar. If you guys don't know, they have a cereal bar where there's like 25 different cereals and you could just go crazy and mix all the Lucky Charms <laughs> with as many Cheerios and it's so good. That place is a dream. It's so cool. It's so cool. I mean, no wonder there's so much creativity that breeds there because, I mean, you just walk into the animator's offices and they're all like, they're like little mini film sets. Each animator's office is a different theme. There's like a plane crash one and there's like a tiki bar. It's just so cool. So cool. Such we have to talk about the other show that you're a part of on Freeform, Marvel's Cloak and Dagger. Different role, obviously, yes. than Toy Story 4. But tell yeah. us about your experience on that show. I love my Cloak and Dagger family so, so, so much. And I absolutely love playing Mina Hess. She's such a powerhouse, and I love that she's a woman in STEM, and she's using her voice kind of as her secret weapon. And it's such a fun role to play. I had so much fun with Olivia Holt, and we had... It was so fun to, yeah, she's such a powerhouse and such a kind and wonderful human being, so. So you've portrayed some strong female characters in Toy Story 4 and Cloak and Dagger, so what does that mean to you? Why is that important for you? I mean, every role I do just makes me learn so much about myself, 
And, you know, with Giggle and Mina, they kind of make me a better and stronger person. Like with each role that I do, it teaches me so much about myself. I mean, Giggle, she teaches me to use my voice and, and be strong and say what I want in the world. And Mina, you know, she her bravery and being in a field that she's basically the only woman in her field is so courageous and wonderful. So I, I learned so much from playing both of them. And I, I don't know, I just love them both so much. <laughs> They're wonderful characters. So I feel very, very lucky. I just keep saying, like, keep me in the Disney, Marvel, Pixar family. And I'm like, I'm a happy girl. Like, I'm just, it's such a privilege and such an honor. Well, we can't let you go without asking you your favorite Disney memory. So when I was eight or nine years old, I was on a dance team. I did tap, jazz, modern, ballet, lyrical, all the things. We were very excited because we were. We, it was like a competitive dance team, you know, where you travel around. And most of the times it was like Ohio or, you know, you're just going to random like little tiny like the, the cornfield maze or something like, you know, like that. <laughs> but I remember. Who doesn't love to tap dance in a cornfield maze? I mean, yeah, honestly, it sounds like the best day of my life. <laughs> but I remember one day, like the leader of the dance troupe got everyone in the room and she was like, you guys, we have been booked for our next gig. It's at Disneyland. And you know, it's just like as a kid, it's just like, what? We're gonna perform at Disneyland. (laughs) And she's like, and then everyone gets to spend the rest of the day at Disneyland for free. And every you know, like it's just that thing as a kid that's so such a magical feeling, you know? And you're all getting on a plane with all your friends, and then you're performing in front of everybody, which is, you know, it was in one of the side stages, so it was like, you know, the people that are eating their food <laughs> in between rides. still magical. But for me, it was just a feeling of, wow, if this is possible for me, you know, what else is there? It just, it really opens your mind um, to what's possible for you, and, you know, performing has always been my safe space and my love, so I think that was one of the most pivotal moments for me in remembering, like, or just kind of opening my eyes to, wow. I'm here. I'm at Disneyland. I'm on stage. So it's awesome. Love that. Well, thank you so much for taking the time dropping by on the show. Thank you, guys. You're so fun to talk to. You guys are the best. (laughs) I'm going to watch the movie very differently now that I know you. I know. I'm like, I know. I'm excited. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I say the same thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess that is me. Weird. (laughs) Cool. So cool to talk to Allie. She was amazing. She's the best. For even more Disney news, don't forget to visit d23.com and tune in next week for another episode of D23. Inside Inside Disney. Disney.